In the name of the true and living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Seated. Our gospel reading puts before us this morning two radically different understandings of greatness. We begin with a couple of disciples, James and John, coming up to Jesus to ask a question. Teacher, will you do whatever we ask of you? Now, when I first read the gospel this week, their question made me chuckle. It sounds a little bit sly, doesn't it? Will you do whatever you ask of me? And before we ask this question, uh, before, rather before Jesus responds to this question, he doesn't just say, sure, I will, right? He gives us an example of good parental sort of role modeling to respond to certain types of questions with a clarifying question. He says, what is it that you want? What is it that you want? You see, what James and John are asking for in our language is to be rich and famous. They know Jesus is a great leader, and they've heard him saying a great deal about the kingdom, and that sounds really great too, so they'd like to benefit from some of the greatness that's going around. James and John would like some of that but they don't seem to understand what they're asking because Jesus responds to them with a rather puzzling question. Can you drink the cup that I drink? Can you be baptized with the baptism which I'm baptized in? Might be a bit cryptic sounding to us. What Jesus is talking about is his death. That's what he means by the cup and the baptism. Can you enter into my approaching death? We know that as we continue to read this gospel story, Mark's gospel, that Jesus will in fact be killed on a cross. And he'll have one person on his right and another person on his left. But James and John in this morning's gospel reading, they don't know that part of the story yet. So when they ask to be on his left, to be on his right, they're imagining you know, fantastic thrones, or what we might think of as corner offices in the most prestigious institutions in the city. They want some of that greatness. But the reality is, the people on Jesus' left and his right will be on a cross just like he is. So James and John don't yet know what they're asking for. You know, they're after the kind of greatness that our world has on offer, the kind of greatness that comes with superiority and and power. But Jesus is calling them into a different kind of greatness. It's a greatness that only comes by pouring yourself out in loving service, contrasting forms of greatness. It seems important that we remember or notice rather that Jesus does not scold James and John, doesn't scold them, nor does he tell them to lose their ambition. Jesus is not saying to us, do not under any circumstances strive after greatness. He doesn't say that. It's just not the kind of greatness that we've been habituated in thinking that this is the only way greatness can be. 
to kind of lord it over others. So perhaps the Spirit's saying to us, do you want to be great? You know, do you want to make a difference in the world? Do you want to have an impact in the lives of other people? Good. Jesus can work with your ambition, your desire for greatness. But first, we have to let him turn our world upside down. Fame and true power in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom vision of this world, fame and true power can never look like greatness at the expense of others. It can never be greatness over and against others. That's how the pagan rulers of Jesus' day went about their business. They stayed in power at the expense of others. Subdue, control, conquer. When there's not enough greatness to go around for everyone, when it seems that way, you stomp on anyone who gets in your way. And I'm pretty confident that I don't need to spell out for us the ways in which this story carries on. It's not just confined to the halls of antiquity. It's our story, too. Our culture is saturated with the sense that greatness is something you achieve by going higher than the next person. That's the story we live by year in and year out. But we're gathered here this morning because we want to hear another story. And the story that Jesus is telling us is if you want to be great, you want to leave your mark, you want to make a difference, good. Become servants to others. Pour out your life for the sake of others. Give your life away, he says. Lose it, and you'll save your soul. I don't know if you know this, but we have celebrities in the church. And I'm not talking about megachurch pastors. I'm, not, I'm talking about, you know, the saints, those who are rich and powerful. Look up behind the high altar here. You see Jesus raised from the dead, surrounded by saints. Those are just a few of the great celebrities of the church. There are a countless number of them. Some of them, we know their names, others we don't. They are rich and powerful because they poured out their lives for the sake of Jesus Christ. They've raised his celebrity. They're the truly happy ones, the truly happy ones who poured out their lives for the sake of love. You want to be great in this world, become a saint. We have to die to the power-hungry ego that's always striving after recognition and success. We all are striving after that. We all have to die to it. Put it at the foot of the cross, the world's true throne. Lay it all down and strive first and only for the kingdom of God. Whoever wishes to be great among you must be slave of all. It sounds like a tall order, doesn't it? Because it is. Greatness in the kingdom demands our soul, our life, our all. 
And what I hope to be conveying just now is the attraction and challenge of this great calling, this story that we seek to inhabit, the reason we're here this morning. I want to convey that it's an exciting, surprising, challenging story, but I worry that if we hear this and despair because it's such a challenge to live like a saint. Amen? But take heart. Take heart. The disciples in the Bible, in the gospel stories, they're at least as inconsistent as you and I. At least. But they kept listening to the call of Jesus, calling them into the kingdom way of life. And the call is not for perfection. The call is to persistence, sticking with it, keeping at it. Jesus never gives up on his friends in the stories of the Bible. Jesus never gives up on us. He's patient and he's kind. He looks at us and he loves us. Now, to be sure, he never softens or sugarcoats the call. He never does. But he always patiently calls us back to himself. So for us, let's keep listening to the call. Listen with our hearts to the call. Follow him. Stick with Jesus. And learn to pour it all out for the sake of his love. It's the only way to greatness. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.